Hey, you. Yeah, you. It's basketball season. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Baylor brought to you by Game Time. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. I'm your host, Cam Stewart, and we are turning the page. Okay, we still got some basketball or some football. Still get some football left, and we will obviously still be covering that, but I know we are all ready to turn the page basketball season, and today is the day. Baylor, Auburn, from the Pentagon. Yes, the one we all think of, the Pentagon in South Dakota, to tip off what is supposed to be another promising season for Scott Drew's fighting Baylor Bears. This is an awesome test to start with. It really is. Um, I'm going to get more into Auburn in the second segment, kind of break down what we're looking at from them. But honestly, I mean, we need a little bit of a, a reintroduction to this Baylor team. This is a this is a different team from last year. I think you're bringing back some good pieces, of course. But this is a new-look Baylor Bears team. And as the talk has been the last couple of weeks and in this preseason here, it's deep. It's really deep. And I love that about this team. I thought the depth was going to be good last year. It, it didn't end up being quite that. I, I don't think that you got the contributions that you were looking for from a guy like Langston Love, um, who did come on towards the end of the season. A guy like Caleb Lohner, another one who kind of came on towards the end of the season. And you didn't get Jonathan Chamachachua back, of course, until um, February, right around uh right around the Super Bowl. So it, it took a while for that team to kind of take shape, and it never really, I thought, played the basketball they were capable of. And mainly, the big reason why was because they just didn't have the dog in them on the defensive end that they had had, I mean, really for over a decade under Scott Drew. I mean, they're even when they weren't an elite team overall, they always had one of the best defenses in one of the best conferences, if not the best conference in America, in the Big 12. And I remember they had a stretch for like four years where they had, I think, one conference opponent score more than 80 points against them. It was just one anomaly blowout loss to Kansas, and that was it. So this is a a good defensive program, and and last year it was not a good defensive team. Um, They were one of the worst in the Big 12 and one of the worst in the nation uh, amongst Power 5 teams anyway. Um, they were a dreadful rebounding team. Um, they, They weren't big, and when they were big, they weren't physical. It was just not the look that we had seen from Scott Drew's Baylor teams the the last few years. And I think this year they get back to that a little bit. And it does start in the front court, which I think is going to surprise some people. When the Bears take the court tonight, I think Josh Ojermoon is going to be your starting center. To some of you, that might not sound that bold. To those of you who have been locked into football, that, that might surprise you. I think Josh O is your starting center. I think. He had, I expect from him, and maybe this is too lofty an expectation, the change that we saw from Jonathan Chamwachachua from the national championship season of 2021 when he was a role player, you know, seventh guy, basically, uh, very good at it, but energy guy, not a very polished product. You knew the, the, the motor was there to what he became the next year, which was, Defensive player of the year in the conference. And I think we could see that from Josh O this year. 
there was flashes last year of the promise, but he was so raw, so raw, maybe even more raw than, than JTT was his, his first year here in the, in the national championship season. Um, like just a guy figuring out the college game, figuring out how to play center, you know, all, all of those things. And because of that, you know, you couldn't keep him out there too long. He couldn't log big minutes because he was a little foul happy and he was a hack a shack candidate. He was only 66% from the free throw line. But this year, I think we see that jump and maybe that's a little ambitious on my end, but you saw the flashes. I don't see, and, and we saw some good videos come out in the summer um, and, and really up until a few weeks ago, both from practice and from the trip to France, where he looked like a much more polished basketball player. And with that, and, and coupled with the fact that um, Chamwa Chachua, I don't know, is too much of a natural center at this point in his career anyway. Um, with, with the injury, he's, he's not going to be 100%. We saw it last year where his lateral quickness just wasn't the same and obviously can't blame him for that. He adapted his game in different ways. I think with all of those things put together, Josh O is your starting center tonight with Eve Misi backing him up. And I think we see Chamwa Chachua a little bit more at forward. I think he can play uh, center still, um, not, not in a starting role, I don't think. But I think if you put him at a for, at forward, that is going to stretch, stretch them out a little bit in a good way. Remember, JTT. He was he was hitting threes last year at a respectable clip, which was not something we I mean, he he didn't he didn't throw up eight foot jumpers two years ago. And he comes out out of the injury and his first field goal is a three. Um it turns out that wasn't an anomaly. The guy can shoot the rock a little bit. And so I think that actually works in Baylor's benefit. You know, you you take the negative of he doesn't have the lateral quickness that made him such a great defender. He's still a good defender. I think, and should be a good defender. But now you add a little bit more into his offensive repertoire um, that, honestly, I think he can fill in Jalen Bridges' minutes and do the same things that Jalen Bridges does. But what it really comes down to for Baylor and the difference from last year is the rebounding. And Josh O, at a lot of points last year, was your best rebounder. And I think Chamwachachua is still going to be a good rebounder. And Jalen Bridges is a Good, okay, rebounder. Um, Caleb Lohner. Ha, guy was a meme last year, but he he played a lot better in the last three, four weeks of the season. Uh, Jalen Bridges took his game to another level and became arguably Baylor's best player for a stretch there. But Caleb Lohner figured it out. And he is not... He, how do I put this? He's not... Jonathan Chamwa Chachua off the bench. Let's go back again. JTT from two years ago or three years ago now, national championship season. He's not giving you that off the bench. You know, good pick and roll guy, very efficient offensively because he was just scoring in the paint. Um, Caleb Lohner, I don't know that he's going to be that. But he can come off the bench. He can rebound the ball for you, have some hustle plays for you. I don't want the ball in his hands all that much. But again, that's something that they really struggled with last year on the glass on both ends of the court, and they got bullied in the paint. I think you're just so much better built for that this year. Now, it's going to be a test in game one, which I'm going to get to in the second segment, so you might not see it all come together in game one. But in terms of the depth of this team, the front court 
is what really impresses me just because of what you had last year versus what you have this year. Of course, the forte is going to be in the front court with the guards. Um, Jaden Nunn, I am so excited to see him and Ray J. Dennis. Ray J. Dennis, I'm I'm just jacked to watch him run this offense the way that they, that Baylor didn't have last year. And that hasn't even gotten to your five-star, Jacoby Walter, um, a real crafty point guard in Miro Little, who's going to get minutes off the bench for sure. Um, D'Antoine Grimes, who's probably above Little in that rotation, who from all accounts just seems to be a dog defensively. Um, and Langston Love, who at times was a dog defensively last year. Was he the offensive player you expected? Probably not. Hopefully he makes a, little, a few more strides in that department this year. But he was an energy guy off the bench who gave you some good defending and gave you some gritty minutes. And that factors in a lot better to a team that also has grit in the front court, like I think this year's team will have, as opposed to last year's team, which was just getting bullied in the paint. Is all of that making sense? It feels like we're a jumble at this point. I'm just so excited to get back to basketball, and I've had these thoughts ready to spew out. And this is going to be a good test for Baylor in, in game one of the season, which you just rarely see in basketball, usually in football. And then the first few games, you get someone mixed in there that's a good RPI team in basketball. But Scott True, not afraid to play anybody. He's going to do it right off the jump, which I love to see. But before we get into talking more basketball, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. That is America's number one sports book. This is the best time of year for sports. You got the sports Mageddon going on last week. You had, if you were a DFW fan, literally all four of your teams playing at the same time in season. It doesn't get any better than this. We say goodbye to baseball, but we're bringing in more NBA, more NHL. The games are having higher stakes in college football and in the NFL. And of course, College basketball now back too. And if you didn't think that convinced you to be the best time to get into FanDuel Sportsbook, how about this? Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins auto. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, this is the time. It's so easy. I, I mentioned I, I'm not the best better because I'm just not that smart, as you can probably tell on these shows. But FanDuel makes it easy for me because it's so easy to use. The spreads, the player props, the over-unders, they, they make it easy for you to make those picks. So that's what I did. I went to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Those new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. Once again, FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So looking at the Auburn Tigers, a team that's not that far removed from a Final Four trip. I, yes, none of the guys on the team were there, but Bruce Pearl led them back in 2019. This is a program that's been kind of up and down, but in terms of the most part of their history, it's been mostly up huh, under Bruce Pearl. In fact, I saw a stat the last six years, only one SEC team has won more games than the Auburn Tigers. I'm guessing that's Kentucky. They didn't say but I'm guessing that's Kentucky. Uh, but that's how it's always been in the SEC. It's been Kentucky and everybody else. And for Billy Donovan for a few years, it was Kentucky and Florida and everybody else. And it's it's not as top-heavy as, 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 say, like the Big 12 is, but it's a solid conference. Um, the last few years has, has been solid. They put teams in the Final Four, like Auburn. And 
This Auburn team does not return a lot, but the two starters they do return are quality. They basically they had three guys enter the NBA draft last year, enter their names in, and only one stuck around. So two come two come, came back. We're seeing that a lot more in college basketball. Um, we've seen that with some good players over the years, over the last few years here at Baylor. Um, but one of the guys to look out for, uh, as I look into my notes here, is I talked about Baylor's front court being improved, but this is going to be a test for them. This is why Johnny Broom. Okay, he was a transfer from Moorhead State going into last year and kind of took the conference by storm. 14 and 8 for the season is what he averaged. 14 points, 8 rebounds, led the team in both of those and was an all SEC player and genuinely one of the best rebounders in the entire country when you look at the stats and two block shots a game. This guy is part of a dying breed and I don't mean that as an insult. He is a really good interior player both offensively and defensively you you still see the good interior defenders but a lot of the good like nba prospects as big men are able to stretch it out he doesn't really do that but he's really really good at what he does that's the test that's the test for josh o um and really truly all of this baylor front court i'm going to get into this a little bit in the next segment but defense isn't i don't know that it's going to come right away I think this is an improved defensive team, but usually these things take a little bit of time, especially when you're playing a team as well-coached and as talented as a team like the Auburn Tigers in game one. So that that's going to be kind of the litmus test for this team game one. If they are off the charts defensively, especially on the interior, that is a great sign. <laughs> that's a great sign. But if they're not, I would just say, exercise some patience, okay? I like the makeup of this team defensively a lot more, but Auburn is going to be a test. The other guy who's returning is Jalen Williams. Um, and honestly, the more I looked at his numbers and looked at his highlights, this guy's Jalen Bridges. Jalen Bridges, another guy who put his name in the NBA draft and withdrew it and came back to Baylor. That is a, almost a carbon copy of, of who he is. 11, 5, and 2. 11 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists on the season, shoots 35% from 3. Stretches the defense a little bit. He, he's not a banger inside. He's not necessarily a pure 3-point shooter, but he can do a little bit of both. He can slash. He can defend a couple of different positions. Jalen Bridges. You guys have seen Jalen Bridges play. He's Jalen Bridges. This, would be, this is going to be potentially a hilarious matchup tonight of Jalen Bridges on Jalen Williams. Uh, it's going to be literally like the Spider-Man meme. So <clears throat> those are, but those are two good players for, <coughs> excuse me, two good players for Auburn coming back. But that's about it in terms of what they return and contributors from last year. So as much as we talk about this being a new look Baylor team, this is an Auburn team that's got to figure some things out too. And that's what game one of the season's for. That's why Bruce Pearl wanted to play this game too, I'm sure. But as much as we talk about this is a new-look team for Baylor, Jalen Bridge is back, going to be in the starting lineup. Um, whoever's starting at center, whether it's Josh O or Jonathan Chamochachua, comes back as contributors from last year. Um, you know, even some of the bench pieces like Caleb Lohner and, uh, and uh, Langston Love are returners from last year. D'Antoine Grimes didn't play last year, but he was practicing with the team when he was healthy. Uh, he's been in the system for over a year now. Um, so, so there is experience on the Baylor side too. And, and that's something that was put more into perspective when you see just how little 
this Auburn team is bringing back. And the big loss for them was their point guard. That is Wendell Green. Um, he was the third guy who put his name in the NBA draft and stayed there. He was a crafty, not quite the guy from Kansas State. Gosh, I can't remember his name. Had one of the most elite tournaments I've ever seen, and I can't remember his name. Uh, 5'11", crafty. Actually, numbers mirror James Akinjo a lot, if you remember James Akinjo from Baylor two years ago. Now, the good news for Auburn is they replaced him with, by some metrics, the second best, by some metrics, the best recruit they have ever gotten. A five-star, Aiden Holloway, All-American, um, was actually Eve Meese's teammate in high school, by the way, at Prolific Prep in California. Pretty good. Holloway is a dude who can score, who can score, who can score from all three levels. He's not quite, he, he's more of a creator from what I've seen. Again, this is high school tape, more of a creator than Jimmer Fredette. But shooting wise, he's not afraid to shoot from anywhere like Jimmer did all those years ago at BYU. Um, he's, you know, not elite size, six, nothing, 155. Um, so not much of like this presence, this floor general, so much as he is a good athlete, a crafty kid that didn't turn the ball over a lot in high school. Um, so take that for what it's worth, but can shoot, he can shoot, man. So the other guy that he's been compared to in terms of the recruits coming into Auburn is Sharif Cooper, who, um, Baylor lit up a few years ago in that national championship season. Um, they beat Auburn pretty handily in the Big 12 SEC challenge. So he he's not the same player as Sharif Cooper. Sharif was um, you know, a slasher and a creator. Um, Aiden Holloway's a shooter, and he was one of the best shooters in high school basketball last year. So again, take that for what it's worth. It's first college game, but I see a lot of actually Keontae George in him in that. It might be tough for Auburn to run the offense through him in the early part of the season, but he's too talented not to play. He's too much of a plus offensively not to play, and obviously he needs to go through those growing pains. That said, we'll, we will learn some from him in game one, and we'll learn more from Baylor's uh, backcourt defense because this is a tough test, first college game, to be going up against a – you know, a Ray J. Dennis, a Jaden Nunn, a D'Antoine Grimes. Those are good defenders. That's going to be a really tough adjustment for this kid. But all that to say, Auburn is a solid team in, in the SEC. They are uh, just outside the rankings, like literally like 26th or 27th. Uh, so they won't have a number next to them. Um, but take that for what it's worth. Baylor's ranked 20th in the AP, in the coaches or whatever it is, uh, but 7th in Ken Palm. So... You can't put too much into those numbers, but by all the metrics, Auburn is a good team that is poised to be a tournament team and potentially a dark horse to win the SEC. Um, you know, I know Kentucky's good. I know AM is good this year, but this is a dark horse team that can that can run with those guys. And that's why Bruce Pearl wanted to get a run out against a good team like Baylor, and why Scott Drew wanted to get his team started with a team that they could well see in March. Um, this was a team that hung with Houston last year and could have been in the, what was that? The, the, the sweet 16. I think that was the round of 32. They lost to Houston. So um, good team, obviously good coach in Bruce Pearl for as wacky as he can get. This is exciting, man. You just don't usually see this on the first 
college basketball game day. You know, you have those good ones within the first week, within the first two or three games, and then obviously you get towards Thanksgiving and, and near the holidays, and, and those are when the big matchups come around. But first game of the season, we're getting it started right. And boy, with the way the football season is going, both of these teams, both of these fans really need a win in game one. Let's talk about how this might look in the Baylor-Auburn game tonight after this. And today's episode is also brought to you by Game Time, who came through for me big time last night with my Boston Bruins against the Dallas Stars. Again, one that was circled on the calendar for so long, and I didn't want to mess around because I've been jerked around by, by ticket companies for too long. That's why I went with Game Time, okay? Trust me, I've had too many to count of frustrating ticket experiences, not getting them in on time, wondering where I'm going to access them, all these fees that are added on, not knowing that I had an obstructed view seats. Trust me, it happens. Not through Game Time, though. You shouldn't have to worry about that. That's why Game Time makes it so easy. You can browse through the app. You can look at all the upcoming events in your area. That's not just, look, that's not just games. That's concerts, comedy shows, all of that. Anything you're looking to get a ticket to, Game Time has you covered. And it's the only one that you can go in there. You can see the view from every seat in the house so you know before you buy exactly what you're going into. Something for me that was great for this Bruins game. I saw, okay, here's where my seats are from. Oh, yeah, Game Time also tells me, here's where the stars shoot twice. Only three periods in hockey. I say, perfect. I want the other one. And Game Time had that for me. Not everyone does that. And they've got these zone deals. You're, you're picking the section. There, there's these flash deals. And you're not getting all those hidden fees that you are finding everywhere else. They're not jacking up the price for you. In fact, it gets even better when you're looking for last-minute tickets. Game Time is the best. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, that's create an account, redeem the code, locked on college for $20 off that first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, all guaranteed. So looking at each one of these teams, how do they match up against each other? Well, it's all going to depend on how quickly that defense materializes for Baylor. And again, I'm pleading with you on this one. I know I might not seem like the most patient guy in the world. Be patient with me. If it doesn't look like an elite defense, game one with probably three new starters against the SEC team and a team that might compete for the conference championship in the SEC, it's it might not be their game one. It just might not. But then again, the makeup of this team looks so much better. And looking back on it, hindsight is twenty twenty. But looking back on last year's team, there were, I guess, red flags in terms of that was not going to be an elite defensive team. Adam Flagler was a good defender. I would never say he was like a great elite defender. Um, a good one, though. A good one. LJ Cryer, good at best. He had limitations. You know, he obviously had the defensive player of the year the year before who was going to be out probably the whole season. He ends up coming back in February. Um, Flo Thamba was just not the same defensive player that he was before. And I think that was probably because of the lack of help around him. Jalen Bridges took a little bit to become a good defender. So all of those things, hindsight's 2020. This year, I think it's a lot better of an outlook. Um, but you just might not see that game one. But I am really interested to see 
this Josh O. Johnny Broom matchup. Johnny Broom's a dog, man. And he has played at the at the low levels of Division I college basketball, and now he's a stud in the SEC. That's what tells me that guy's a dog. He's ready for his chance, and he took it very, very well. <laughs> 14 and 8 on the year. He led, led his team in points and rebounds his first year in the SEC. That guy is not afraid of anybody named Josh O or Jonathan Chamuchachua or Caleb Lohner or Eve BC. He's not afraid of any of those guys. And he is going to get as physical as he can. And I know they're looking at the tape and saying, okay, Chamuchachua, you can take him off the dribble. Or Josh O, if this guy played 40 minutes a game, he would have got 10 fouls a game last year. And that's that's where the footwork is going to come in for Josh Ojemuna. Um, this is going to be an interesting matchup tonight. Um, I've seen a lot of the fans doing the predictions on Twitter. My guy, Zach Blackerby from Locked On Auburn, and put that out there. And a lot of the Auburn fans, they think this is, I mean, they think their team's going to win, but it's the score that's surprising me. A lot of them are putting like 80, 85, 90 points to the Tigers. Y'all, I don't see that happening. Even if the defense isn't where it needs to be, I, I just don't see them going 80, 85 points on Baylor. I don't see it uh, with only bringing back two guys, two real contributors to the team, two guys who are registering numbers on the team. As good as Aiden Holloway might be, that doesn't get you to 90 points. And how often does Baylor give up 90 points? Last year, they did it once to Marquette. The year before, they had that just awful, awful trip to Tuscaloosa. Gave up 90 to Alabama. Um, and maybe that's what the Auburn fans remember. Maybe they remember that game. But I don't see that happening with Scott Drew defense and with the personnel he has this year and with the depth he has this year. That's the thing. I I, I don't see guys getting into foul trouble. And, you know, it's, it's A, you either have to keep them out there and play trepid or B, you bring in uh, somebody off the bench who's a huge dip in quality. I think that's where the depth helps Baylor. You know, the defense overall might not be there right away. But the thing that, that's really going to help them is that depth off the bench, both in the front court and in the back court. So in terms of a prediction on this one, I like Baylor. I know, surprising. I put it on Twitter as 79-68. I'm going to roll with that. I'm going to roll with that. I think it's a little bit of growing pains for Aiden Holloway in his first game. I think he's a super talented prospect, um, but it's not quite going to be there. Um I, I like what Baylor puts out in the front court. I'm really actually interested to see Eve Misi as well. I expected he would be a rotational player, not logging huge minutes, but you know, a, a, another raw guy. You know, more talent than Josh O came in with last year, but still a raw guy. But uh, there's been reports out, mainly by John Rothstein, who I do trust. Um, he does have good sources here in Waco, saying that we are going to be pleasantly surprised by Eve Misi, who was a five star. So. That gives me a lot of promise. Anyway, what do you think about tonight's game? Where do you have Baylor going this year? I think this, if the personnel turns out to be what we think it's going to be, and granted, hand up, I said this last year, but I'll say it again. I think this could be a Final Four team. And this will be a heck of a test right out of the gate. And boy, do we need this. Boy, do we need basketball season. We need it so bad. I get the Bears. 
by double digits, but just barely. It's not going to be the easiest game they play all year. Um, they're not going to cruise the way they did against a lot of great teams in 2021, but I think they pull away at the end. What do you think? How is this team going to look? How far are they going to go? How are they going to look tonight? Who you got winning? Baylor, Auburn. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of how it all went and how right or how wrong I could be. Thank you guys again. I truly love you guys. Appreciate it. This has been, always will be, very sappy. Locked on Baylor.